Hey, and welcome to Imani Nicole, the podcast, the place where you can be both spiritual and the most authentic version of yourself. I'm your host and lit life coach, Imani, and I will help demystify spiritual concepts and empower you to be the most lit version of yourself as you navigate your spiritual journey, relationships, and self-evolution while having a ton of fun in the process. Let's be our best selves together and let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to my energy. I am so happy and excited that you are here and that you decided to join me on this beautiful day. Today was such a great and beautiful day. I ended up visiting my family on a whim. So my mom fixed me breakfast and it was really sweet. I just love spending time with my family. My niece is like growing and she's so cute and so fun funny, just like kids are. But anyway, I want to start this episode with something new. And I want to start off with a review that I got, which I appreciate the ratings and reviews so much because each rate and each review really helps this message reach who it's meant to reach. So I want to show my appreciation with reading out loud a review. And our first review is from Jenna. And she says, Imani is the sweetest soul and is always speaking from a place of love. She gives so many juicy insights and is full of knowledge. I love her and this podcast so much. So thank you so much, sweet Jenna, for your sweet review. I love that so much. If it is on your heart to leave a review, please do. I would love to shout you out and just give you the love that you pour into me. So let's just go ahead and dive right on into this episode. So in the last episode, if you are listening in order, you don't have to. But in the last episode, we talked about what to do or what's going on when the buzz of a new year wears off. And so in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to get the fuck back on track. And we're going to be talking about our favorite C and D words, consistency and discipline. And in working with a lot of people over the years as a coach, I would say the number one thing that I hear people say they struggle with are these two things, consistency and discipline. And I hear people say all the time, oh, well, I'm not disciplined or I'm never consistent. Therefore, you know, X, Y, Z. And one of the things that I wanted to focus on this year for myself was discipline, right? So the I'm not disciplined or consistent has been my narrative forever. And if I'm being quite honest, being diagnosed with inattentive ADHD really made that make sense for me. And so I've really been diving into my astrological chart lately. And I'd say over the past like year, and one of the things that really stuck out to me was that I have Jupiter in Virgo. And so if you're not familiar with astrology at all, in a very basic like 15 second nutshell, (laughs) Jupiter is the attractor of abundance, manifestation, and luck. So your sign in Jupiter gives insight on how to attract this luck, manifestation, abundance. You get the gist. 
So because I have Jupiter in Virgo in my astrological chart, that basically means that being disciplined, consistent, and chopping the proverbial wood is the best way that I can get my manifestations to come to fruition. And so when I started diving into my chart, you could probably imagine my what the fuck moment because I identified with the exact opposite of that. But I got super curious as I kept hearing this over and over from multiple readers, multiple sources that this is what Jupiter and Virgo means. And I was like, okay, okay. But what if this actually is true? So I made a commitment this year to lean into that aspect of my chart and really find the joy in discipline. I really wanted to share three things that I've either coached people on or have implemented in my own Operation Joyful Discipline journey. So the first thing that I would suggest is defining what consistency looks like for you in this season. So when I was running my mastermind, there was someone who expressed that she wanted more consistency around being active, but she had a unique challenge because she is a flight attendant and she's on the go literally all the time around the clock at obscene times of night and day. And I asked her, okay, well, how are you defining consistency? And that was a question she hadn't even considered, right? When she wanted consistency around being active. And to be completely honest, I think the reason why consistency and discipline could be so hard is because in a lot of people's minds, those are synonymous with showing up every day. When consistency doesn't have to mean that, it can mean every day, but it can also mean five days a week, once a week, twice a month, every, you know, once a month, especially when you're trying to build consistency around a new habit. I would argue that it's probably not even sustainable to start out doing the absolute most because you're learning a new behavior. A pattern that I've noticed the most in working with people in my sphere of work and discussing discipline and consistency is that the people that struggle the most with this concept of consistency and discipline are overachievers and people who adopt the all or nothing, zero or a hundred mentality. And if being an overachiever or an all or nothing chick or person or human is you or a version of you that you are actively healing, the best advice that I can give you and was honestly the game changer for me personally is giving yourself the permission to underachieve. And listen, I get it. That can be triggering. But before you turn the podcast off and cuss me out, if you haven't already, hear me out. All right. So what I mean by allowing yourself to underachieve is letting yourself off the hook and give yourself permission to do the absolute bare minimum as you are building a habit. So you get to define what bare minimum looks like for you, okay? So asking yourself when you are trying to be consistent around something that, especially if you are trying to be consistent around something that is relatively new to you, ask yourself, what is the absolute bare 
minimum criteria for me to be able to check this off. And honestly, I suggest you make it damn near laughable, right? For example, if you want to build consistency around journaling and you just happen to define consistency as showing up to journaling once a day, every day, and you've never journaled a day in your life, don't set the goal of journaling for an hour a day, right? Ask yourself, what is the least amount of time and effort that I can commit to this every day, right? Because if we're thinking about discipline, we're thinking about what that is and consistency, we're thinking about you know, what is what is the least that I can commit to on a consistent basis? So even if that means setting the timer for two minutes to commit to it, and within that two minutes, you get to ask yourself, all right, so did I write words on the page? Great. So you get to check journaling off for the day because you put words down on a page within two minutes. <laughs> all right. Or if you have a movement goal, right? Like, Set the timer for five minutes and like take a walk, whatever it is. This concept can be applicable across many different aspects and disciplines and what have you. So that said, I highly recommend doing the bare minimum until you can get in the groove of it and then you can stretch yourself and add on, okay? So if you want to take this tip up a notch and you like to time block, give yourself more time than you need to do this. I'll give you an example from my own life. This works like magic. So over the past week and a half, at the time of this recording, I committed to writing for 45 minutes a day. But when I time block it on my calendar, I give myself maybe an hour and a half to do it. And so giving myself more time to do the bare minimum allows time for, yes, distractions to come up if they come up. But more importantly, it gives you time and permission to flow. So after 45 minutes have passed, I can stop and check it off. No harm, no foul, because that is my bare minimum criteria. And that is enough for me to check it off my list. But more often than not, I find myself in flow and I just keep writing and getting way more done than I planned because I gave myself more time, freedom to be able to show up for the bare minimum. I cannot tell you how big of a game changer that is, okay? So even if you're like trying to read more consistently, right? If you set the timer for 10 minutes, if your bare minimum criteria is five, for example, like you will get in flow and you will overperform. And so when the timer goes off, for five minutes, you get the choice to either like check it off if it's not flowing or whatever, and you give yourself room to overachieve if you want. The next tip that I have about consistency and discipline is to freaking track what you're doing. And this may sound elementary, but this is coming from someone who used to hate 
and I mean deeply loathe tracking things because I thought it was boring and if that hits for you then you get to think of creative ways to get a quick dopamine hit. So for me I use Notion which the layout kind of feels like a game right but I found that when I don't track it for example if I just simply lose my desire to track things I am more susceptible to quote-unquote winging it and therefore getting off track and so if you don't have a way to objectively measure how you're doing there's no way to know on a systematic level what's working and what's not and so you know while I am a big fan of a habit tracker now it did not used to be that way a few years ago but now that I'm a fan of the habit tracker now I want to invite you to rethink your relationship to the habit tracker okay so one of the other reasons why I kind of hated habit tracking was how mean I was to myself when I didn't check off a motherfucking box and if that hits for you The habit tracker itself is not the enemy. It is a neutral tool. It is data. The way you treat yourself if things don't go your way or if you don't hit the box is the real issue at hand if you are mean or bully or degrade yourself if you don't check off a stupid little box. So use the habit tracker for what it is, which is a tool, okay? Every tick is a data point and data is neutral. Data is numbers. Everything is neutral until you assign a meaning to it. So if you're seeing a sporadic habit tracker at the end of the week, you could make that mean, okay, well, this is evidence that I'm not consistent Oh, well, guess I'll try next time. Or you could neutralize your emotions and say, okay, well, this is an opportunity for me to see what is working and what's not working and pivot from there. So another thing about habit trackers is that I use them as a learning tool. And more specifically, what I mean by that is if I'm trying to implement a new habit, I have to see it in my habit tracker. Otherwise, it's out of sight, out of mind, right? And I don't use my habit tracker, which I do actively use right now. I don't use my habit tracker to track every single thing that I'm doing every single day, okay? Don't fucking put every one of your habits on your habit tracker. You're going to overwhelm yourself. So for example, if you are someone who lives by a morning routine, more power to you, me too. Or if you're trying to build one, I wouldn't necessarily suggest writing out every freaking step of your morning routine, okay? So for people who are building a morning routine, I have seen this and it can say things like wake up, make bed, walk dog, brush teeth, wash face, make coffee, make breakfast, wash dishes, read, meditate, journal, put on workout clothes, make pre-workout, workout, shower, put on makeup, 
put on workout clothes, leave for work. And bitch, I'm overwhelmed just reading this fucking list, okay? (laughs) There is no need to overwhelm yourself when you know the things that you're already doing, all right? So what are the two or three things that you want to add to your routine and add that to your habit tracker, okay? So maybe it's reading, Maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's journaling, right? But if you put every motherfucking step on your habit tracker, you are going to overwhelm yourself. It's called cognitive overload, right? So you don't necessarily have to worry about adding the things that you don't have to think about into your routine or your habit tracker unless it would make you proud to see that thing checked off. So when you add something that would make you proud to see checked off, you let your brain see you winning and then you use that as evidence that you are consistent with something. For example, one of the things on my habit tracker is moving for 20 minutes a day. That is my bare minimum activity thing. So if I move for 20 minutes, I'm able to check it off, right? And that's been a habit of mine for four, almost five years now. And I don't necessarily have to put effortful thinking into hitting my movement goal every day, but it is something that makes me proud to see and check off. So it's like tricking your subconscious mind into thinking, oh, cool. So since this is easy, the other habits can be easy too. And so those are some of the ways that you can trick yourself into being consistent and disciplined. And so if you like this episode, a book that I can't recommend enough is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And that is all I have for you today, sweet dolls. So let me know how this episode resonates for you. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving a review for the podcast if you feel called to do so. Thanks so much for listening. Let me know what you thought about this episode. You can tag me at Imani Nicole on Instagram. And thanks so much for listening. And I will see you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, tell me about it. Find me on Instagram at Imani Nicole and tag me and tell me what you loved about this episode. I love hanging out with you and I cannot wait to talk to you next week. See you soon.